Podcast Answer Man, episode number 249. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, this is Leo Laporte of This Week in Tech, and you're listening, (laughs) you're smart, to Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is The Podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show and your brand and your message to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years or you haven't quite yet released that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And for me, my friends, I want to just share with you real quickly what I did to take my own show, my own brand, my own personal mission in life to the next level. And that is I went away for rest and relaxation. I unplugged from the world for several days. Now, I recorded episode number 248 of Podcast Answer Man last week, and after I recorded that episode, I recorded a couple other shows, but after that, I hung out with my family, went out to dinner, and then on Friday of last week, I hopped onto an airplane and I flew to Orlando, Florida, and spent the weekend in a gorgeous resort. I mean, an absolutely stunningly beautiful, exquisite resort. And I want to be honest with you and tell you that I would have never done this for myself. I never would have thought about doing this. But here's what happened. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash options, you're going to see that there are many different ways that you could potentially work with me one-on-one. And I had a client uh, who happens to be an ongoing, very loyal client that's been a client of mine for many years. And he he has a relative that needed some help in and wanted to hire me to consult and coach with this relative of his uh, for a couple days. In fact, he was going to hire me for three half days from 12 to 5, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. And he says, what I would love to do is you give me the pricing and stuff like that and I'll uh, I'll go ahead and one of the things that I definitely want to do for you because I don't know that you would do it for yourself is I want to bring you down to I want to I want to pay for your stay at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek Resort and this thing is like a, a an eleven hundred fifty square foot uh, two bedroom full kitchen suite kind of facility and um, there are like I don't know ten fifteen swimming pools around this thing lazy rivers. Uh, palm trees everywhere. It's just absolutely gorgeous place. And he says, I'm going to pay for you to stay in this place. And I want you to invite your wife down and bring your whole family down and uh, make a vacation out of it as as well. And, and so if you want to bring her down for the weekend, I'll go ahead and pay for you to stay here from Friday through Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. And I talked with Stephanie about it and and we decided like, well, instead of taking the f- whole family, because we took the whole family to Orlando um, this this past summer, 
we decided we could really use some time alone. So Stephanie came down Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. She flew down. She flew down separately because she wanted to fly out uh, later in the day. She flew down and she stayed with me Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we had the most amazing time together alone as husband and wife. It was just stunning. It was awesome. Spent the entire Saturday going through the Disney parks together alone. Uh, had dinner with friends, uh, lifelong friends, and went and saw a movie together that night and just just absolutely had a great time. And then Stephanie flew back home on Sunday. Now, here's the thing. Before I came down to to my, uh, you know, Florida session here, I knew in advance that something had happened family related and my client, had, his relative had some family issues that had come up. And as a result of that, he, he, he was not going to be able to meet with me. Now, but my client said, you know what? I recognize you've went through all the trouble of, of doing all the planning. You've already booked airline tickets and paid for them. And I know you've already got your rental car and you've already had all this plan. You've already said no to a lot of other business and stuff. He says, I'll tell you what, I've already paid for your stay at the, the resort and I recognize you're out some expenses how about this? You tell me what your expenses are and send me an invoice and I'll pay it. You know, your airline, all meals while you're down here. Just tell me what your expenses are and I will pay it. And I'm like, wow. Uh, Well, it's not what I had planned, but uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And everybody encouraged me. All of my board of advisors, my mastermind group, everybody, they said, Cliff, go and unplug. And just relax and sit back and enjoy life. You really deserve to take a break from work. Seriously, you worked way too much. Take a break and then unplug. And honestly, I I just, I have a hard time doing those things. And to take my personal brand, to take my business, to take everything to the next level, they said the best thing you could do is not host a meetup, not get together with millions of people, not try to find new work while you're in Orlando, but literally take this opportunity that has been thrust into your lap to sit back and enjoy the good life and the rewards for all the work that you've done. And that was a, that was a foreign concept for me, but I followed their advice and I literally sat poolside under the shade of, of palm trees and a nice, wonderful breeze in 80 degree temperature for the last two days, crystal clear blue skies with an occasional fluffy white cloud and, you know, some really, you know, island slash kind of just poolside kind of music, very soft in the background and just laying back in a chair and lounging and reading my Kindle. And I'm reading the book that I've been reading is The Secrets of of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. I think that's E-C-K-E-R. And this book has been something I've been reading for a couple weeks now and just really just soaking it up. And as I'm sitting there and I'm reading this, I realize just how beneficial it is to unplug, how beneficial it is to, to take that time and go away into a different environment, in a completely different environment, and escape from the routine and not do anything in your business, but just to think 
from a, a much broader perspective about what your life is about and where are you heading to and what are you doing. And I, I, I believe I, I believe I honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm the same man that went away, but I'm changed. And I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm already looking forward to the next time I can actually break away. And you know what? I would have never personally, prior to this experience, I would have never taken the, the, the financial resources necessary to go and reserve something so elegant, so extravagant and, and all of that stuff. But I will tell you that moving forward, I probably will. I probably will just because I want to be away and I want to be in a place that just sparks creativity and it, and I it, it's it's hard to explain. I I've heard people tell me to do this before and I never would have done it for myself, but now that somebody kind of just thrust it upon me that's like, dude, you know, I, I know you said you, you know, just send you the invoice. I realized that you'll pro, you know, this client's a friend as well. And he's like, I, I know what'll happen if if I don't pay for the, the 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 place for you to stay, you're going to you're going to make a bigger profit, and that's great. But I re-, he says, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you X number of dollars, but let me pay for the place where you stay. And I am so glad he did because I'll tell you what, I look forward to going back to that place or other places like it. Um, uh, folks, if, if there's anything I can I, I can suggest, if somebody tells you that you you have worked, you have worked, you have worked, you've been successful, and you know what you, you're doing really well, but you you kind of need to pull back, treat yourself, reward yourself for allow yourself to be rewarded for what you've done, and and enjoy life and see it from a different perspective. Get away for some creative thought and and kind of. Sp- it, it kind of splurged just a little bit. This isn't something that you do every month or every you know week, but once, twice a year, go ahead and do it. And I can guarantee you, this is this is going. To, I know for a fact I've come back. What I plan on doing over the next couple months, as a result of of what I experienced, just being away for that time, I can tell you right now, it's going to propel things. I thought I thought 2012 was going to be big before. It's going to be bigger. So anyway, that's that. I just I know that that's not specifically podcast related, but you know what? This is all about taking our show to the next level. And I believe the best way you can take your show to the next level is to take your personal and professional life to the next level. And the first 11 minutes now of this podcast, 100% has everything to do with podcasting. And if you had the question, Cliff, what does any of this have to do with podcasting? It has everything to do with podcasting. All right. Okay. So the thing is, is I spent about two hours this morning mapping out what this show was going to be like. As I said, I was on vacation and I even have a hard time. It's like I've been trying to uh, kind of pass this off as a business vacation. In a way it was, it was for the purpose of my business, but I, I really was, I was on vacation. And and yes, I had my wife with me for the weekend, and it was great. But I I I had uh, I had my own personal vacation. I can't believe it. It it, it felt so wrong to do it at first. But man, I can't wait till the next one. Anyway, as I said, I was on vacation, rest and relaxation, unplugged from the world. 
And as a result, I don't have yet again another uh, interview. Where are they now? I hope to get back to those next week. We'll see how things go with my planning and everything and who I can get lined up. I have an entire list of people, so we'll see how that works out. But today I do have a random plug of the week, several of your questions, and uh, a word of thanks to a bunch of people. So we're going to start off with our random plug of the week. And this one goes out to a brand new podcast that just launched here this week. And it's by Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt is the chairman of Thomas Nelson Publishing. And he created a brand new podcast called This Is Your Life. In fact, if I click on here, uh, I can click play. And this is what it sounds like right at the beginning. This is your life. Episode number one. This is your life. Welcome to this episode of This Is Your Life. My name is Michael Hyatt, and this is the podcast dedicated to intentional leadership. My goal is to help you live with more passion, work with greater focus, and lead with extraordinary influence. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 ways to generate more blog traffic. All right, so there you go. That is what it sounds like right from the beginning. You get the idea of what the name of this podcast is who uh, you get the the purpose of the show and what its intention to help you become an intentional leader. And if you have not gone to podcastanswerman.com slash mastermind and read about the, the first couple paragraphs on that page, then you really should. It's It's about the idea of understanding, coming to grasp with the idea that if you are someone who are in a position where you influence others, then whether you understand it or not, you are a leader. There are people, if, if people are following you uh, by by any stretch of the imagination, then 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 whether you take it serious or not, you're a leader. And the question is, is are you a leader just because it just so happens to be that you're a leader or are you intentional about it? And I love the fact that Michael Hyatt is going to be doing this podcast. Now, if you go over, what I'll do is I'm going to have links in the show notes here for, of course, his podcast where you can subscribe and leave him a review in iTunes. I, I strongly encourage you to do that if you enjoy his show. Um, we're going to talk about his first episode in just a moment. But today, on Thursday, February 16th, Michael Hyatt wrote a blog post titled Seven Steps to Launching Your Next Big Project. And I, I first want to say thank you to Michael Hyatt for what he wrote about me and my products in his blog post. I mean, it it was extremely favorable towards me and the products that I create here. And I just want to tell you folks, you know, how do you get people to know about who you are? You create amazing content. You create can't live without content. You create content that you pour your heart and soul into. You give a lot of stuff away for free. You have valuable stuff that you charge, but you never charge more than what people are going to get in return for what they they receive. And when you do that, people will event the right people will eventually take notice. And you know, the, if you go to michaelhyatt.com one of the things that you'll notice right over on the right-hand side of his blog, it tells you how many people subscribe to his blog. 188,629 subscribers to his blog. That is some pretty significant um, exposure, if you will, 
to Podcast Answer Man. I can guarantee you that today and over the next three or four days, about 100,000 or more people will learn and hear about Cliff Ravenscraft and PodcastAnswerMan.com for the very first time today or this week. And I think that is phenomenal. And you just have to keep moving forward. You just have to keep continually pursuing what you're passionate about. You have to you have to have that focused niche that 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 you that one thing that you could, should be known for. And I'll tell you, I'll put a link to his article, "The Seven Steps to Launching Your Next Big Project," um, and you can read about it. I, I'll just read the 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 the. The titles and you can read the description of what he wrote about each of them write down your goal write down a goal and set a due date confront your biggest fears uh, get the necessary training get started on the work trust the process go ahead and launch and tweak as you go along and of course you can read the entire blog post of how he describes what each of those steps look like uh, but real quickly I want to tell you and I want to encourage I want to tell you about and encourage you to subscribe to Michael Hyatt's podcast because there are certain people that I work with and I interact with that I just know from the beginning before they record their first episode that this podcast is going to be out of this world awesomeness. All right? And I and I can assure you that if you subscribe to This Is Your Life, it's going to be one of those podcasts. And the reason why I want you to, at the very minimum, listen to the first episode is due to the content that is included in the first episode. Now, as as I have shared, uh, you know, MichaelHyatt.com, the blog, has 188,629 subscribers. So as you can tell, he has uh, grown a sizable audience to his blog. The very first podcast episode is 10 ways to generate more blog traffic. Now, the question is, is this same information applicable to 10 ways to generate more traffic to your podcast or to your brand overall? And I want to say specifically to our audio podcast, and I'm not going to, obviously, I'm going to read you the 10 key things that he shares, but I'm not going to share what he shared. In fact, I'm going to encourage you to listen to his podcast and hear how he explains each of those, specifically how they relate to your blog, should you have a blog. And again, I believe that every podcaster should have a blog as well, and I think they should all be together on the same site, and I love how Michael's doing that on his site, by the way. He's doing a great job. Um, Number one, he writes that you should write content worth sharing. Okay, how does that apply to your podcast? Create content, audio content, you know, record audio content that is worth sharing, that is worth talking about. And I call this create content, actually create can't live without content. My good friend Pat Flynn calls this create epic content. For me, I say you should be creating that can't live without content. At the end of every episode, can you honestly say that you believe that a majority of the listeners after listening to that say, are going to say to themselves, wow, I am so glad I heard that episode because had I not heard it, 
I would have not been able to take action here, here, and here. My life is better as a result of listening to that episode. I believe if you want to have an extremely successful podcast, you want people to tell the world about your podcast, create can't live without content. So just like his number one is write content worth sharing, I say create content worth sharing as well for our podcast. Number two, he says, adhere to a consistent schedule. Hands down. It's just as applicable to um, blogging as it is to podcasting. The only thing is when you get in, you listen to the episode, he's going to talk to you about how frequent. Okay. And there is a big difference in my opinion. And I, I, I believe I base this opinion based upon all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients I've worked with and who have tried doing the daily podcast, you know, the daily Monday through Friday thing. There are a couple people I know that are somewhat successful and I know the people who had been somewhat successful with a Monday through Friday show who went to a weekly show that their success even skyrocketed even further. So while, you know, three to five blog posts per week is something maybe to aspire to for a blogger. I would say keep, I I honestly believe the best format is for a audio podcast for an audio podcast is one show a week. That, that is what I've seen to work best. And so regardless, step number two or item number two that Michael shared was adhere to a consistent schedule. And that's the thing. You want to be predictable. You want people to be able to predict when is the next episode going to come out. Folks from Podcast Answer Man, I happen to know many of you bank your weekend, your Saturday and or Sunday, one of those two days, you're going to choose to listen to a new episode of Podcast Answer Man. So there is an expectation on your part that says, I expect there to be a new episode of Podcast Answer Man before I leave work on Friday or before I leave the house on Friday. And I've never committed that to you, although you know, if you really want to even go further with step number two, go ahead and make the commitment. Now, I I, I kind of shoot for that. And I'll tell you, probably would be even more successful if I told you, you know, by Friday at 5 p.m. every week, you will have a new episode. Why don't I just go ahead and say that? By Friday of every... <laughs> Every week, you'll have a new episode. That is that is my deadline to get you a new episode of Podcast Answer Man. So there you go. Step number three, get your own domain name. I, I am such a proponent for this. Uh, you want to make it as easy as possible to get back to your content and to share your content. You don't want to have podcastanswerman.wordpress.com. You don't want to have pro, word, um, podcastanswerman.posterist.com or any of that other stuff, you you want podcastanswerman.com. You want a domain that's easy to remember. Uh, it doesn't always have to be short. You know, a lot of people cho- cho- don't choose domain names because they think that they're too long. And I, I want to tell you, hungergamespodcast.com, podcastanswerman.com. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Um I have some other ones, virtualassistantpodcast.com. As long as they're memorable, they make sense and stuff like that. People, believe it or not, people are usually generally, 
people know how to type and they can type out the thing that they remember. And so you want something that's rem- that is memorable and that it's as easy as possible. You know, you don't want hyphens in there, for example. I, I'm not a fan of hyphen. You don't want to have, you know, podcast hyphen answer hyphen man dot com. That just gets crazy. But have a good domain name. Number four, include your blog dr- address everywhere you go. Don't be afraid of shameless self-promotion. Again, make sure that you're not going over the top with it and do it in relationship. But by golly, put the domain of your podcast and your blog and your brand online. Put it in your email signatures. If you have an online forum that you're a part of, put it in the signature line there. Uh, Put it on your business card. Put it on everything. Anything that you do out there, put it on there. And by the way, if you ever get interviewed in the media, uh, specifically in print media, request and if not require as participating in their interview, you can require that I won't do this unless you place a hyperlink in your print to my site or my podcast. So just keep that in mind. Uh, He says, number five, make it easy to subscribe to your blog. Same thing. Make it easy to subscribe to your podcast. Do you have, you know, a thing out to the the sidebar that says click here to subscribe to this podcast? Maybe at the end of every show notes like I do, put the little chiclets down there. You can create all kinds of different various ways. Make it easy for people to subscribe to your content so that they don't have to remember to come and get it. It's actually delivered to them. Uh, Number six, optimize your post for SEO. Um, and of course, this comes with, you know, the show notes for your podcast specifically. Make sure that if you're talking about so many wonderful keyword rich things that people are interested in, and of course, if you're not, then why are you talking about them? But anyway, make sure that you don't just say, in this episode, I talked a lot about a lot of really cool stuff. And you got a 60-minute show that has so much amazing content, but you have like three par- three sentences that talk about it. Now, honestly, I struggle with this on some of my other shows that aren't as as high a priority as Podcast Answer Man for me, and I'm getting better at that. And the reason I'm getting better at that is because I just canceled recently six of my shows so that I could actually improve the shows that I still continue to do. So we're still working on those other shows, but you can tell there's a definite difference between the show notes for, let's say, Hunger Games Podcast dot com and the show notes for any episode of podcastanswerman.com. You go go and do it. Go compare them. <laughs> You'll see what exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Podcast Answerman definitely optimized with keywords. Hunger Games podcast not so much. All right, number seven. Utilize social media. Absolutely, get plugged into relationships. Join the conversation. In fact, his number eight number eight is engage in the conversation. He recommends using uh, you know a, a you know a comments plugin for your WordPress site. He he encourages the use of discuss. I used to use discuss. I have fallen in love, however, with Live Fire, L I V E F Y R E dot com. And and yeah, absolutely. Engage in the conversation. Ask people to leave you comments, and 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 and, ha- and have that conversation back and forth with them. It's amazing. Um, number nine, he says, comment on other blogs, and I will even say uh, yes. Go ahead and do that as a podcaster, but also be willing to be interviewed on 
other people's podcasts. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am interviewed usually a minimum of one and up to three times every week. One to three times every single week, I am behind this microphone being interviewed for someone else's podcast. How do I get so, how do, how do so many people find me? It's because when somebody invites me to be interviewed on their show, I almost always say yes, unless it's, you know, unless there's some reason I can't. But one to three times a week, I already have that schedule. I already know what times I tell them that I'm available. And my wife actually just goes in because she's my administrator, uh, as administrative person. And she goes in and she says, well, that one's full, that one's full. He could do it. This is the next time he has available. Or if that doesn't work, he has this time available. And she just fills in those slots. And I can't tell you how many times I get an email that says, you know, I, matter of fact, I just had a client who signed up for, um, I, I can't remember what he signed up for. Or no, it was an equipment package. So he just bought $1,599 worth of equipment from me. And he says, hey, Cliff, I just want to let you know, I found out about you uh, just a couple weeks ago from an interview you did with so-and-so. And I'm like, so-and-so, so-and-so. It's like, wow, that, that interview was two and a half years ago. That interview was two and a half years ago that I did that because I, I searched for the interview and lo and behold, this person just found that person not too long ago has started from the beginning of their podcast and is listening to them through and through because they're creating can't live without content. And as he was going through, he got to episode number 17 two and a half years ago that was recorded. It was an interview with me. And now he is buying $1,600 worth of equipment from me. Um, and why would he do that? It's because he he heard of, he heard who I am. He got a feel for who I am, became interested in it a couple weeks ago and started subscribing to my show. And just like, wow, I know, like, and trust this guy, Cliff Ravenscraft. He's got all this equipment. He seems to know what he's talking about. And lo and behold, here you go. I'm here. And so uh, be willing to be interviewed on other people's podcast. And then, of course, um, let's see here. He, he also, uh, let's see here, he says comment on other blogs. And, and then the 10th one he says is write guest posts for other bloggers. And I guess that's the same one as that I'm talking about here is, is you know, being a guest. But also the idea is to invite other people uh, into your show, other people who have a community of followers. And that will also uh, oftentimes have them talk about the fact that, hey, I was just interviewed, especially in social networking. I don't make it a habit of coming to Podcast Answer Man and saying, hey, guys, I was interviewed by this person, this person, this person to every every single week. But if you follow me on Twitter, you will often see me say, hey, you know, special thanks to so-and-so for having me on their show this week. And then I'll have just a hyperlink to their thing. Now, for me, if you add everything together between my Twitter, uh, my audience on Twitter, my audience on Facebook, which it gets syndicated out to, and my audience on LinkedIn, that goes out to about fifteen to 25,000 people. So yes, absolutely. Invite people onto the show and give them the opportunity to share that with their community as well. And uh, I love Spencer Burnside is in our chat room today and he's he's got one other tip and that is create evergreen content. Create evergreen content. Content that just isn't going to spoil or going bad. 
uh, go bad. Now, um, those, those are the kind of things that you're going to get from Michael Hyatt. And honestly, I think that that was just a perfect fluke that everything was, you know, is it, it everything was applicable to us as podcasters. Now, here's the thing. Because I just shared that with you doesn't mean you shouldn't go listen to his first episode because he gives a whole lot more commentary on the 10 things he shared and he does it in a different way than I did. So go check out Michael Hyatt over at michaelhyatt.com and also I'll put a direct link to where you can subscribe to his This Is Your Life podcast in iTunes. All right, next we're going to turn to a question that comes in from Tom and it has to do with keeping the content flowing. So Tom, take it away, my friend. Hi, Cliff. My name is Tom. I'm calling from uh, Philadelphia. And uh, the reason why I'm calling is I'm listening to your podcast, episode 191, I believe it is. And um, just trying to catch up. Like I I heard you on the uh, Smart Blogging podcast and I was like, oh, I want to start my own podcast. So I started listening to your podcast uh, podcast to figure out more information about how to start a podcast. Uh, and then I was just blown away when all of a sudden I heard you knew Father Roderick because he's like, SQPN is like basically like my dream to be a part of that network and, and to, uh, to be doing a, 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 a podcast about, uh, Catholicism and music in, in the Catholic Church. And so, uh, my, my question basically is, uh, I had a podcast, I, I have a feed already and I've done about five episodes, but that was back in 2010 and they're so sporadic. How do you schedule or create some kind of schedule for yourself so that you can be consistent when it comes to, um, you know, bringing, bringing episodes on, on a regular basis to, to listeners? I mean, do you kind of just record in one month and then just let it out in, 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 regular intervals or do you just always wake up once a week, once a month, once a day and just, just kind of do it? I'm just kind of having trouble, you know, getting into that rhythm and I'm almost, uh, hesitant because of, because of that. So, um, anything you can do to help me, I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for all you do. God bless. All right, Tom, thank you for the question. And I want to tell you my number one piece of advice when it comes to how do you keep the content flowing? And that is, only do a podcast about something that you are extremely passionate about. I, I I tell you, I believe in this. This is rule for me. This is rule number one. Only podcast about something for which you are extremely passionate about. And there have been shows that I have been extremely passionate about. I'll give you a perfect one. Go to virtualassistantpodcast.com. I became so I became so passionate about that topic. I couldn't think of the, I I couldn't even dream of the idea of not sharing it with the world. And yes, I had other podcasts where I could actually kind of just share my journey along the way. But man, this was so important to me that I felt like it deserved its own podcast. And so I started to talk about it and I did 38 episodes and right around episode number uh, I would say probably around episode number 31, 32, I started to kind of feel like, wow, I've shared everything I pretty much want to share here. I, I you know, I, I feel like everything that was on my heart, it's done. I, I, I've shared it. Now, the thing is, is I had I had acquired a, a significant sponsor for that show and I had a significant amount of income that was guaranteed should I continue that show. And I will be honest with you that I carried on several more episodes even after I had my passion had kind of faded, if you will, for that topic. 
And I, I felt like I wasn't creating can't live without content anymore. I was, I was creating valuable content. I was still creating evergreen content. But man, I, I, I got to the point where I was putting my virtual assistant in charge of coming up with topics for me to talk about on the show. I wasn't even researching the content myself. I was having that. I was I was delegating that out. And to be honest with you, it just was I didn't feel right about doing the show any further. And see, the thing is, is do I think that was a bad idea for me to create a show about a topic that I wasn't going to keep being passionate? See, the thing is, I am not the virtual assistant man, answer man. I, I you know, uh, I don't feel like this overwhelming sense of wow, my mission in life is to express to people the awesomeness of delegating and having a virtual assistant. So so should I have not created the virtual assistant podcast? No, I'm so thrilled that I did. And I am absolutely 100% thrilled that I contacted my sponsor and I gave them the appropriate notice that I was ending that podcast. And on the 38th episode, I let the the entire audience know I am ending this show. And the reason I've ended this show is because I've pretty much shared with you everything that I've experienced and everything I want you to know. I, I, I had this overwhelming desire and passion to share all of this information that I've shared. And now I've shared it all. And now if I continue to move forward, I'm just making it up as I go along. And the only reason I would be doing it is for the money. And so I just want to let you know that that these episodes are here. I believe they're evergreen. Please share them with the world. Uh, And now here at the 38th, 38th episode, let me tell you where you can find me online. Should you have grown to know, like, and trust me so much about the topics for which I shared here in this podcast there are other passions that I have for which I will continue to podcast about. Why don't you find me online and here are the places. And you know what? I haven't recorded an episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast since December of 2000. Is that 2010? I, I, it may have been 2010. may have been 2011. It would, no, it would have had to have been 2010. Uh, yeah, it was December 2010. And um, today... This is over a year later. I still probably have somewhere between 100 to 300 new subscribers to Podcast Answer Man on a monthly basis. 100 to 300 new subscribers to Podcast Answer Man on a monthly basis directly as a result of doing those 38 episodes of pod, of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And so I just want to encourage you to, to podcast something that you're passionate about. And if you ever lose that passion, don't be afraid to to start the podcast because you think it might happen. If it does happen, just know that you're not like it's it's not like it's not it's not a it's not the covenant of marriage. You know, the, I mean, it, at the end of it, like I don't feel like I divorced anyone when I stopped doing the virtual assistant podcast. I I was like, okay, I shared. Now I'm moving on to something different, and that's completely fine. Now, the thing is, though, is I can't see myself right now from where I sit. I can't see myself not ever in a place where I'm not doing podcast answer, man. I, I really don't. It, this is something that is even deeper of a passion. And I believe that I could probably do a weekly podcast here for podcast answer, man, for the next 20 years and really never, never want for uh 
for content. The reason why is because not only do I do Podcast Answer Man, but I create other podcasts. And as I create other podcasts and as I am interacting with other people and as the technology is changing, I'm always experiencing new things. And so I've always got my own experience, my own journey to talk to people about. And, and so because I'm a part, because, because this niche area, this niche focus for which I podcast about here is so much a part of who I am and what I do every day of the week, I have a lot to share. And so that. Now, here's the other thing. Um, how do you keep the content flowing? What if I told you that when I first previewed your question, Tom, last week, I was like, hmm, I wonder what I'll share. Well, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I recently launched the Podcast Mastermind. You can uh, read more about that at podcastanswerman.com slash mastermind. There's an entire podcast episode about that there as well. But anyway, I went to my Podcast Mastermind and I went into our online discussion forum and I said, hey guys, next week I'm going to be answering the question, how do you keep the content flowing? I would love it if you guys would be willing to provide some feedback as to how you keep the content flowing. And I'm just going to give you a sample of some of the things that were written. For example, Chris Baquet from The Smork Show says, uh, he says he likes to subscribe to news feeds and I'm adding blog feeds in your niche area. Uh, but any, when he says subscribe to news and blog RSS feeds in your particular niche. And I do this. I subscribe to Mashable and I subscribe to Mac Stories. These are Two blogs that I, uh, that two RSS feeds that I subscribe to, and I, I look at the headlines. I, I, I never miss a single headline that is posted on their two RSS feeds. And between the two of them, Monday through Friday, that's usually about seventy new stories every single day. 70 news stories every single day between Monday and Friday, and I never miss a headline. Now, out of those 70 news stories, I usually end up reading about five or six of those stories a day. The the headline captures my attention enough to say, wow, I wonder what this is all about. And what I love both about MacStories.net, I believe it is, and Mashable.com is when I click on those news stories, those articles, Usually, it's only a couple paragraphs long. It's very short, very sweet, very summarized and to the point. <clears throat> and oftentimes, what I will do is I'm like, wow, this is a great piece of technology. I wonder how I can use that for what I'm doing in my life, in my brand, in my business. And then I usually interact with that. I play around with it. And then it usually organically ends up as a topic for something I will share here in Podcast Answer Man or one of my other various shows. So great uh, tip from Chris Baquet. Mark Mason from the, uh, goodness, his is the uh, over, is it the over the late night internet marketing podcast? Anyway, uh, Mark Mason says, use listener feedback and emails for content. How do I keep podcast answer man content flowing? Well, you did it for me, Tom. And so did Wade Wingler and Deborah and David Dell and JD. And, and all the other folks that call into the voicemail feedback hotline, they call in and ask questions. So why not just open up your, have a voicemail and use listener feedback to fuel the content for which you will talk about. 
This one isn't in the thing here, but another thing that I've done is I built a community to a size that is large enough, I believe, to launch an online community site uh, around a particular niche. And what you could do is just naturally invite or invite those people to participate in your online community forum or in your blog comments and just watch the conversations and what are they talking about? And those are great ideas as well. Um, so Mark Mason also says, share your own stories from what you're doing, what you're working on, and what you're experiencing in your journey. Hopefully you're podcasting about a niche that you are in, you know, that, that you participate in, that is a part of who you are. <clears throat> I have a personal friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, who has a site devoted to something that he personally is not connected to that world. And although he does have an indirect connection to the world for which that niche site is about. And you know what? He was able to go and and get some stories written about that by doing some research. He even hired writers to go and do that stuff. And so I guess that's potentially something that you can do. And, and, and I've seen people successful with that. It's not something that's within my DNA, though, is to go and have somebody else research something for you kind of summarize it and then all of a sudden you share it or have them post it to your site or to bring it to your show. But I, I just want to say that that I guess that's it's possible is that you could hire somebody to do research for you. Uh, so delegate it out. Um, but per, but like what Mark Mason is saying here, sharing your own stories, your own experience, the things that you're working on, the things that you are doing that's what I've that that's a majority of what podcast answer man that's a majority of what my consulting and coaching is I, I I basically I'm sharing with clients and students and and community members I'm sharing with them what I've experienced what am I doing what am I working on and so that is a that that is I'm always working on something new and working on uh, overcoming obstacles that that I face you know trying to accomplish the goals that I set for myself and as I overcome an obstacle, uh, I all of a sudden become more valuable in the information I have to share with other people who might want to, uh, to have a similar goal to what I have. And they are going to likely face that same obstacle. The fact that they now know somebody who has found a solution, a potential solution might be something that they can use as well. I become more valuable to them. And so that's why I love doing a podcast about something for which you are intimately involved in the niche. Um, Mark Mason, again, says review new products. Uh, there, there are a lot of other products and maybe uh, web services, uh, you know, basically resources out there. You know, become a, you know, is in your niche field, is, are there certain tools of the trade, whether it be software or physical tools or whatever the case may be? Are there products that you can review? I, I think that's great, um, great content that you can provide as well. Bill Graff uh, from farmandranchcountry.com, uh, he's a member of the Podcast Mastermind. He says, create an outline of content topics ahead of time. Or so basically he he before he starts an episode and hits record, he creates an outline of of the topics that he's going to cover before he starts the show. That's how I did. I spent 2 hours before hitting the record button this morning deciding not only what the questions I was going to answer, but I even outlined I I prepared ahead of time these things that I'm sharing with you. 
I hadn't always done that in the past, by the way, on Podcast Answer Man. But today I did. I and 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 as I continue now that I actually produce less shows, I spend more time doing excellent shows now here for this one. And and so I do spend more time preparing ahead of time. And um, Dave Stahoviak, he actually says that he likes to map out an entire year of topics in advance. So he's actually he's actually saying, you know what? I want to know throughout the rest of 2012, if I if my show is on a weekly basis, I want to know what I'm going to actually write down all the dates of the of the weeks that I put out here. And next to each one, I'm going to I'm going to brainstorm. So he might spend a day, two days, maybe even three days, a couple hours each day with nothing more than a calendar in front of him and he's writing out the topics for which he's going to cover. And 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 when you have that bigger picture, you can actually take people on a journey from from one place to another place and you have a destination in mind. And that really helps in the in the process as well. And then uh let's see here, Wade Wingler says if you find a topic that you're uncomfortable with, perhaps interview an expert or somebody who knows more about that subject than you do. And that's exactly what I do when people want to know, gosh, I don't know anything about press releases. I believe I had Jay Berkowitz on Podcast Answer Man one time because he's he knows a lot about, a lot more than I do about press releases. And so he came on the show and talked about those a long time ago. Um, you know, I when it comes to passive income, you know, I wanted to create some content around passive income. And who better to do that than my good friend Pat Flynn, smartpassiveincome.com. And so if you're ever if you ever got a topic where it's like, yeah, I would really love to cover that topic for my audience, but I I just don't feel adequately uh equipped to do that right now. Well, number 1, be transparent and authentic with your audience and let them know that. You know, let them know that you're on this journey along with them. Let the, that gives them the ability to relate to you. You become more relatable, and uh, the fact that you're willing to share that with them, you become more trustworthy to them. Um, and bring somebody who's further along in the journey than you and your audience, and that way you can have you can do an interview, and and it brings in a lot of value to the content that you're producing. And then. Uh, there was a conversation, and this was an ongoing conversation in the podcast mastermind. Um, I think Rich Burning, uh, Andy Traub, a bunch of other people were in this in this conversation. And the idea is that if you really do find a niche that 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 you're involved in, and you're doing a podcast surrounding something that you love so much, like I do with podcasting, then the problem usually isn't. Um, the, an issue of coming up with creative ideas and topics to cover. The problem is, is that you come up with them, but you don't have the opportunity to write them down. And by the time you actually sit down at the microphone, you may have had 10, 15 different awesome things or awesome ideas that have come to you while you were doing various things throughout the week. Um, but you never had a, a method of tracking them. And so when you hit hit record, it's like, what do I talk about? Um, and so one of the things that Rich says is it's, you know, what his advice is to have a method, create a method of tracking and or recording any insights that you have throughout the day or throughout the week. And so that's very uh, important for your desire to keep the content flowing. 
All right. So hopefully that helps you out, Tom. Um, there's certainly a lot more that could say that could be said, but I think that gives you a good overview. We're going to quickly turn over to Wade, who has a question about having a backup plan for his telephone interviews. Hi, Cliff. This is Wade Wingler with the Assistive Technology Update podcast and AssistiveTechnologyRadio.com. Cliff, I usually use Skype for interviews on my show, um, but I'm looking for a backup method. And here we have a digital phone system, which makes it very complicated to tie that into my setup. I'm using a, uh, a Heil PR40 microphone, and I've got a, uh, a Samson uh, mixer, and I'm using a Mix Minus with my Skype. But I would like to see if I could use my iPhone um, as a backup way to do interviews for times when Skype is, you know, out of order or have been with problems or those kind of things. So are you aware of some sort of a hardware connection that will allow me to um, run my PR40 through my board into my iPhone and also get that mix minus experience for folks on the iPhone so that I could use my iPhone as my backup interview method? Thanks for what you do, Cliff. I always appreciate your help. Take care. Wade, I am so excited that you've called this in because it's been a long time since somebody's asked that question here for Podcast Answer Man. It was episode number 176 of Podcast Answer Man, where I shared the answer to this question last. And the answer is yes, you can use your iPhone and easily, very easily and very inexpensively um, set it up to do a mix minus. And it works pretty darn well. Um, There are reasons why I still want like the hardware and the landline option for me personally and, and other things. And I shared all about that. Uh, It was episode 176, Podcast Answer Man. It says, look what you can do, uh, which is a whole different topic. And it says, and telephone interviews with an iPhone. I am going to tell you, you can go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash iPhone. That's it. Podcastanswerman.com forward slash iPhone. And it will take you directly to that podcast episode. Also, in the show notes of that podcast episode... If you look at the bottom of the show notes on the left-hand side, you'll see an image that says, click here to enlarge. Click on that and you will see a hand-drawn diagram of exactly what I was talking about in that episode. It will tell you, I mean, it's a very simplistic diagram, but it will show you um, what you need as far as the AV cable and it will show you where the red, you know, where the red cable goes, the white cable goes, and the yellow cable goes. And if you have that that little AV cable, the adapters like I have shown in the image, and you hook it all up, it does work. And in fact, my good friend uh, Keith Parsons, and he's a client as well, has been using the iPhone for his telephone interviews for quite some time, and he's very happy with the results. So there you go. There's That's an option for you as well. Uh, podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes here. Uh, by the way, this is going to be under podcastanswerman.com forward slash 249. Podcastanswerman.com slash 249. Uh, let's see here. Do I have time? I got time for one more call. And this is from Deborah. So Deborah, take it away. Hi, Cliff. This is Deborah with a, from Melbourne, Australia, with a question for the podcast Answer Man. You recommend using FeedBurner for f- directing your feed. I've noticed that the FeedBurner FeedBlitz plugin for WordPress is no longer working, and I'm wondering what you recommend as a replacement. I've heard people recommend FeedBlitz, but that seems to be a paid service, and I'd rather have free. And I really appreciate your input. 
thanks for everything you say. I am so encouraged listening to your podcast, and it's. I'm still getting around to setting up mine, but I'm inspired, and it's definitely on the horizon in the near future. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, Deborah, thank you so much for the question. And what she is talking about is a service that was available for FeedBurner where people could subscribe to receive email updates every time you posted something new to your RSS feed in FeedBurner, you know, when FeedBurner saw a new item on your RSS feed. And sure enough, I, I signed in. I was blown away by the fact that that is no longer listed in the items anymore. Uh, so I, I don't know what happened there. I personally never used the service uh, with the exception of the fact that I did sign up for updates from somebody else via email. And I recently even turned that off. But, um, you know, I, yeah, it, it is. It seems to be gone. And she says that there's a service out there called Feed Blitz. You can look look that up. Um, she's looking for a free solution where every time she posts something new to her RSS feed that people who want to receive it, who have subscribed to it, can get an email every time something new happens there. And the and what Deborah is looking for is a free solution. Now, I want to just say that first and foremost, my uh, one solution that will do this is called Blog to RSS, uh, and it's uh, a feature of Aweber. Uh, which is my personal choice for uh, email uh, services. And I believe it is, you know, if, if you are ever going to be in a place where this becomes like a more of a business and, and maybe, a, uh, you know, something that generates some income for you, if that is ever in the picture down the road, then go ahead and start paying for the service now when you're beginning the building of your email list. Okay. Now, with that me with that in mind, basically, what I would recommend is signing. Just go to a you know actually go to podcastanswerman.com slash aweber uh, if you are interested in using my affiliate link because I get a commission if you do. But if you if you don't, just go to aweber.com. That's fine as well. Not a big deal. But um, also at podcastanswerman.com forward slash aweber, that's going to pull up a blog post and tell you why I did not why I actually switched from MailChimp over to AWeber. And there are many reasons that I switched from MailChimp to AWeber. And I will tell you right now, I make a great deal more um, income on every email I send out to my uh, list of subscribers. Now, again, I want to, well, again, I want people to understand that when I send out an email, I my email list is primarily for telling people about my products and services. I don't send out one of those I don't currently send out one of those just newsletters every now and then. I communicate to people when I have something new that I want to let them know is available for purchase or a new service that I offer. And um, and and I will tell you, just go to podcastanswerman.com slash Aweber. You'll find out why I was not happy with MailChimp and why I moved to Aweber. Now, with that being said, if if what you're doing is always a hobby, it's you're never going to generate income from this thing and you always want it to be free... Um, then you may want to look at uh, a service that MailChimp.com has, it, and it's called um, MailChimp's RSS to email service. And in fact, I'll, I'll put a compl- I'll put a link in here. It's MailChimp.com/slash/features/slash/rss-to-email. Anyway, I'll put the link in the show notes at podcastanswerman.com/slash/two four nine. 
But anyway, with MailChimp RSS to email service, it'll do exactly what you want to achieve. And MailChimp has this certain this plan. It's called the free forever plan. And of course, that's what originally enticed me back in the day to get into them because I figured, you know, I, I could I could live with this. And with their free forever plan, there um, are 12, you can send up to 12,000 emails per in a single month up to a list of up to 2,000 subscribers and it would remain completely free. Now, personally, I believe that your list hopefully will grow beyond 2,000 and once you get into like, you know, 5,000 subscribers, you end up paying quite a bit more with MailChimp than you would have if you went with AWeber from the beginning. And also there are other reasons why I I left um, MailChimp. And everything I wrote in that post a long time ago, still 100% true for me today. So glad I switched. But if you don't think you're ever gonna be beyond 2,000 subscribers and you don't think you're ever gonna generate enough income uh, from what you're doing in this online endeavor to to necessitate the cost of you know 20 or 30 bucks a month for a mailing list, then MailChimp would be a pretty decent option for you to choose. All right, well, there you go, my friends. I am going to go ahead and start this music here. And that looks like, once again, just over one hour uh, for the show. I still had two more questions I wanted to cover today. I will get to them next week. And uh, just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, I, I am so relaxed. I am so relaxed. I feel so stress-free. And and I know the work that I have in front of me and, and stuff like that to catch up from being away. And it's not a big deal. I'm, I'm going to get caught up. It, it'll eventually happen. If you've emailed me in the last 10 days, please know that I'll eventually get back to you probably sometime within the next three to five days. Um, if you're a client, it'll be sooner than that. And if you, you know, just... Well, if you've emailed me, you've got the autoresponder. You know, you know the deal, um, guys. If if you're in a business, seriously, I know the, the thing is, I know a lot of you are hobbyist podcasters, and 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 this isn't a business for you. But there are there's I don't know if you guys know this, but an overwhelming majority of people who listen to this show have very successful businesses, and they're podcasting. And they're working like I've been working all these years, around the clock, 12, 14-hour days, you know, sometimes five, six, seven days a week. Guys, seriously. and, And here's the thing. I don't even know if I would have listened to me. Take some time off. Even even if even if money's just a little bit tight, but if you can if you can squeeze it, if you can perceive that it can be possible for you to be able to afford a trip away just to to get out of your current environment and get into a different relaxing environment unplug from your business for even if it's only three days go away be alone and just enjoy life seriously enjoy life I, I I don't even know how to describe to you what it's done for me but but I can tell you right now it's, it is actually something that I believe is essential to further success. And I plan on doing it again, probably within the next three to six months, going away for at least three days in a gorgeous place 
without internet access. <laughs> I can't wait. Anyway, uh, real quick, uh, say want to say thank you to those of you who used my Bluehost affiliate link to sign up for a brand new hosting account with Bluehost. It's shared hosting over there. Uh, if you're just getting started out, it is a great place to get started. Setting up a WordPress site could not be easier. And uh, special thank you to the folks behind repsonline.org, lifesaverkitproject.org. Again, that's lifesaverkitproject.org and onlydave.com. Thank you so much for using my Bluehost affiliate link. If you go to podcastanswerman.com slash resources, you'll see how you can do that. And thank you so much. Anyway, God bless you. I'll be back next week with more. Until then, take your show and your life to the next level.